This is the episode we've all been waiting for once this series came out. Mighty Ducks Game Changers. The episode where we see the original Ducks. And you knew it was going to happen because one of, the pro- one of the promo pictures they put out was the scene where you see the limo on the ice with their heads. So it's like you knew they were going to be part of it. Otherwise, why do it? But it was, it was just awesome. Awesome to see. And perfect, perfect drop round two to have Evan Morrow thinking of going back to the Ducks. Um, but boy, did that episode end in big, big suspense. Like, oh, woof. But uh, starts out. He's wa- he's walking in the Ducks arena, and he sees the ice, and Coach T like Evan Morrow. Brings him up and he's offering him coffee and juice and some kind of green tea and just talking, you know, saying, hey, you want to come be a duck? We got open roster spot. Sophie left us. Another play got hurt, you know, and, and he talks about the player getting hurt and he sounds so concerned for that player. He he seems like he really cares that the player got hurt. And he's like, listen, man, you know, I've dated Plenty of single moms, and they're always worrying about paying for college. So I'm sure your mom's worried about paying for college, too. This could get you in a sponsorship. You know you guys ain't competing for state. We won 10. I'm, try- I- I- I'm trying to make you part of 11. Like, like he's basically saying, I'm trying to do you a favor here, man. And we're going to give you this opportunity. And he's like, just come to one practice. Just come to a practice, see what happens, play it out. And he, he goes to his own bother's practice, and <laughs> they're having a pan- candy pancake party. I'm not going to lie, when I'm watching that this morning, co- coincidentally, I'm, I'm, I'm eating breakfast, but a Kit Kat and some other kind of candy pancake, that sounds pretty good. So if you were to have a can- candy pancake, James, what kind of pancake would you have? And how much would Bella love that idea of a candy pancake? If I had that, I probably would make sure I'd have some blueberries with it. And I think um, i make sure. And Bella would love that idea. She would be fantastic. When I saw that, and mind you, I saw it on the way to work. That was just one of those things where it's like, damn. It made me hungry. That was really cool. I really liked it, actually. So you would put blueberries and what else and what else on your pancake? Blueberries and cherries. Blueberries and cherries with no candy for a candy pancake. What kind of person are you? Um, a weirdo. So again, question. For candy pancake, don't be difficult. What would you put on your candy pancake? Pancake because I can't have it my way. I probably put some Skittles, some Starburst. Um, that's what I probably put on. You know, just put it that way. Um, the, um, Bella, um, Bella would probably would do the same thing. Probably put some Airheads on there too. Some some bubblegum. Gum. Yeah, gum. I, yes, sir. I like it. And and again, sorry guys, James has to be difficult. 
because it clearly says candy pancake. And last I checked, blueberry and cherries, they're not candy. So James tries to make me feel bad, but it's not working. So while they're normal people trying to have real candy pancakes, not no cherry blueberry weirdo having himself, they're also watching their win. And they're all partying, having a good time, throwing pancakes in there with Kit Kats and all that and whatnot. And Emma's like, yo, guys, what the deal? Why are we not practicing? We, we got to keep going. We're trying to win state. It's like, state? <laughs> you know, we only need nine more wins. Hey, if you want to say I have nine wins, just watch this tape nine more times, and that will get us nine wins. And, and, and they're all obviously extremely content with, you know, just uh, having fun, not caring about winning and all that. And I was like, nah, bro, screw that. I'm going back to the arena. And they're like, yeah, Evan. And they're like, come on, guys, get back to work. You, you know, the team trying to congratulate him. And he's like, no, no, back to work. And they're all skating, skating. And then he's on a one-on-one with the goalie. And 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 you could tell the goalie let Evan score, I think. um, You know, you know they're all trying to make sure he joins the team. And that video that... The girl took comes back to bite him later on. But now Bombay, he's driving to the Ice Palace, I guess, or somewhere else. And the window shatters. And 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 once the window shatters, I'm like, yes, this is when it starts. Let's go. And he gets out of the car. He's like, what the hell, man? And he's like, oh, oh I'm sorry. You know, because you know, he's obviously using a jack camera. You know, something must have hit him. He's like, coach, it's me. And then he's like, oh, wow. And it was my man, Fulton Reed, number 44, one of the original Ducks. He was in all three movies. Super, super awesome. And then he's like, hey, we're all going to Twin Cities, and it's a cool pizza spot. Um, you, you should all come by. And everyone's there. They even named drop Joshua Jackson's character, Charlie Conway. Um, Gee and Connie, they got married, they lived the dream, they had kids, and if, and if you remember throughout all the Mighty Ducks, you know, they, they loved each other from day one, held hands at Mighty Ducks 1, Mighty Ducks 2, when Charlie's getting the gang back together, you know, you, you see them two at, at the waterfall, and like, they're right about to kiss, and Charlie just blows the duck whistle, and he's like, yeah, I was this close. So it's like you, so it's like you kind of knew, and and the way that scene dropped off, it's like you had the music, you had Guy and Connie just have a romantic spot, and he's literally one second away from her lips, and and I guess they're like fourteen, fifteen in real life at that time, you know, all lovey dovey with each other, and and, and then Charlie's blowing a duck whistle, and Connie just leaves him right off the bat. He's like, let's go, let's go. And he's like, oh, I was this close. He was so tight, so funny, um. Banksy's there, you know, Kenny Wu, who we had Justin on a couple days before this came out uh, this week, so that's very interesting, and of course, Aberman, you know, so everyone's there, and and before this, you know, Alex Morrow, she's, she, she, she works in the law office, and the girl, Stephanie, who's still mad that because even though she technically beat her in the slap shot, she really did lose 
she she won on a technicality because one husband videotapes like a creep, and uh, she was like, all right, you know, because it lets you go off early, off work early for practice, and all those times of practice for the slap shot. Can you do this eensy teensy weensy favor? And it's truly getting three hundred and seventy six sweatpants, so it's not. But 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 she just wouldn't boss to do okay. I I let you do this, so now you can do me this because you won't say no to me, right? Because I let you do that. That's basically what she's trying to say. And uh, yeah. you know, so so and and we all have bosses like that. We all ask oh, yeah. for favors. They they expect stuff back. So so she really just forced her, forced her to get those sweatpants. She she, she technically asked her, but she's basically said, hey. Remember, I had you, so you gotta have me. You know what I'm saying? You got it. I uh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and, then, and we've all had bosses like that. I have a boss like that. So yeah, fucking Oh, we all know your bosses. Your boss is a bad, bad man. Absolutely terrible, terrible. And for context, guys, what Nick just described, Alex's boss is kind of like my boss, but that's not the you nor there. But continue. And then they're having a 25th anniversary for all everything the Mighty Ducks. They're honoring Coach T. And because they're honoring Coach T, for some reason, the guy who started the Ducks, Gordon Mamey, they think that he doesn't represent the best of the Ducks. So, he's not invited. He never got an invitation because... He, Apparently, he's really bad with his mail, too. So, he had mail from all over the place. Notices and blah, 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 blah. And him him also mentioning, well, well Alex bringing up the notice of, of, of the building structure. I think that can play a part at some point in the season. But, let's get back to the Ducks. He gets to the pizza parlor. And he sees them all. He's like, hey... And, Anyone know where I can find District 5? And they all stand up. They look. They talk. He hugs them all. And they get into the conversation. And he's like, hey. You know, we got married. We have three kids. We invited you to our wedding. And, and they're all trying to say, like, oh, you know, what you've been up to. And Bombay just, he doesn't want to say the real reason, you know. And they're all in the vibe of, like, you just not want to talk to us anymore, and it gets mentioned. See, this is why Char- Charlie didn't come. He was like, "What you mean?" He was like, "Oh, you haven't been there for us, so why should I be there for him?" And Bombay's like, "Charlie said that. Like that hurt him because, as you know from watching the movies, they had a really close bond. It was f- it was that father and son bond without them being related." And of course, he also hooked up with his mother, um, so so that really hurt him. And I really think if they have a season two, I do think he'll be a part of this. And I do think they'll find a way to keep going back to the Ducks because again, that's that that's what this show is all about bringing bringing them a part of it. As good as these kids are, you you gotta keep reincorporating the OG Ducks as much as possible. And basically, he just ends up walking out. And then Guy's like, to think we named him after one of our kids. And they're all just got the vibe like, damn, coach changed. He don't care about us anymore. 
blah, blah, blah. But, of course, they don't know their own reason. So, they now get to the gala. And it's a preppy, preppy spot, man. Preppy, preppy spot. And and before that, you know, Steph- Stephanie comes back to the house. And she's like, hey, I got some bags. And she's like, what you mean? Well, so these count as your volunteering hours since you're a duck mom. So... Evan didn't get the chance to tell his mom yet. So Stephanie basically blindsided her that. Now she's all pissed. And then Evan comes home. She's like, well, I'm going to give you a hint. I'm all doing this work because apparently I'm a duck mom. So now it's your turn to tell me. And they get into a fight. And, you know, she says, you know what? Instead of me telling you what to do, this is your chance to become a man. You are going to make this decision. He's like, Mom, please, just tell me, please. Tell me what to do. I can't. This is the biggest decision I've ever had to make in my life, please. Like, nope. Sorry. You're, you're going to learn today, Junior. And then he, he gets to the gala. Learn today. Yes, sir. And then he gets to the gala, and Coach is like, Evan Morrow. And then a little bit before that, they're in the schoolyard. And, you know... The goalie and the sister of the ducks are standing there, and he don't bother. So they're looking at him like, hey, you know, come, come look at us. It's like, oh, I got to throw out this water bottle. And Nick's like, thanks for the bottle update. Recycle. And then he goes over there and like, oh, um, I saw that you guys added me back in the group chat. And, and then she's like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I don't know how that happened. You know, I'm sorry we treated you like crap. And, and it's clearly this newfoundness of, okay, we're only tr- acting nice to you again because you're, you're a duck now, you know. Because when you weren't a duck, we didn't care about you. It's like, oh, my, my mom got a party bus, you know, you want to come? He's like, oh, no, I'm going to get there by myself. So now we're finally getting back to the party. He goes, he goes into the gala, and Coach, he's like, Evan Morrow. He's like, you know what? I'm going to see you last day. He's like, yes. He's like. I'm not going to join Ducks. I'm going to say don't bother. And it's like, I'll see you. I'll say, uh, I probably won't see you. I'll say, but you know what I mean. And they're back to treating my shit. And you hear Coach T saying, put a bounty on him. So, see, see how quickly everything changes. And you saw foreshadowing. And you saw a bit of foreshadowing when, when, when that coach said put a bounty on him. So you know what's going to happen for the episode's cup coming. And it's going to foreshadow to what happens next. Tell them what happens next. So, you know, the mom sees that and she's obviously happy. And he sees all the ducks standing there. And he goes, oh, big, big fan, guys. I, I follow you on social. You know, not creep or anything. But big, big, big fan of you guys. You know, you're the original ducks. And... He brings up Bombay, and they're just like, uh, Bombay, eh, he made it abundantly clear that he wants nothing to do with us. And, and they said, no, so Evan brings up, and he's like, what, what you mean? He's like, he's, he's not here because he didn't get invitation. And they don't feel like he's meant to be here. And now that's when they see it. And they're like, <gasps> And when they were in the Twin Cities... They were all say, saying what they've been up to, and everyone saying he takes a limo to work every day. But then we're showed why he's in that limo, and he drives the limo into the ice palace, 
and they're like, hey, Bombay. And then Everman gets out the front seat. He was like, like, you know how I take the limo to work? I actually drive for a really, really rich man, so. And then they're all saying, and Fulton Reed's like, hey, don't make him get out of this car and get you in here. And they take him into the car, take, take him to the gala, and Stephanie's about to give Coach T the plaque. And they all just interrupt that real quick. She's like, no, girl, sorry. You, you tried. You thought, but uh, nah, girl, sorry. You good. And then they all just say why it should be him. And Bombay just really touched by all that. And, and the funniest one was Adam Banks. He was like, you know, when I was a hawk, I wasn't really a good person. But Bombay changed me. And, you know, when I was a hawk, I, w- I would have fit in with you guys. Because his father had a really good job. He was a rich kid. So so that's probably what he lived through his most of his life. But then b- being with District 5 slash the Ducks changed that. Because Bombay showed what really matters. Family, all that. Being a person. You know, et cetera, et cetera. And it goes back to the Don't Bother's Practice. And they're all like... I want to show you where this all started. And the ducks come on the ice. You see Kenny Wu skate and do the flips um, and the spins. And they're all just skating along. It was, it was actually pretty cool. And at, and before the end, I, I was like, I don't believe that, that assistant coaching job is filled yet. And Bombay is basically going to be the assistant coach. Now, in recap two or three, I said by six he would be the head coach. So, even though I'm wrong, I'm off by very little. Very you're, you're, little. You're not, you're not completely wrong, but you're not completely right. You were very close. Assistant head coach is basically like, it's kind of like a, a step down in promotion. Because let's be honest, Alex don't really know jack about hockey, but Gordon does. So he's basically like a de facto head coach, put it that way. Yeah, just like tonight, Joe Girardi is going to his daughter's college graduation, and the bench coach is now the manager. So that's basically what Bombay is. He's going to be the bench coach, assistant coach, and if anything was to happen to Alex, he's a big honcho. Basically that. So 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 good job, Nick. You 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 know you 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 kind of foreshadowed back in episode two or three, and you called by six. This would be it. So now you're gonna see Gordon Bombay in more of a prominent role. Thank you. And how it ended, the last minute of the movie. They're like, oh, I'm gonna post all these pictures on Instagram. So cool, so cool, so cool. And and I and obviously. Every, every Friday, we do our recaps. But just like on any other show in, in the social media world, every Friday now, the Ducks actors are posting pictures that they obviously couldn't post before the episode came out. So they're all posting pictures of hanging out with them and whatnot. It's, it's actually very cool if you, if you go all follow the actors and actresses on the Game Changers. Um, but Sophie gets the social media message, and you all see the video. Of Evan at the Ducks practice. And I was like, guys, I was going to tell you just in about 10 years. And they all just brush them off. And they leave. So now, next week, we're going to see a lot of tension. 
And by the way, I forgot to even say because it's not that big deal yet. So, so I guess that's why I didn't say it earlier. But there are two new don't bothers. I mean, they're from they're from the Czech Republic. You know, one one is obviously probably around 12, 13 years old. The other, I, I guess, maybe seven through nine. Uh, they don't speak any English. And Nick was like, "Oh, I call them the Chess Brothers." You know, check his chess stuff. You know. It's pretty funny. Um, but overall, another good episode. I love the show, and again, I hope this is season two. Before before I recap, big shot. This was a fact. What did you think of this episode? Oh, this was a fantastic episode, especially now that we have tension. There is tension going on in the Don't Bothers. Now, Edmund's gonna have to deal with the consequences for going to practice with the ducks. So now, next episode is going to be real interesting. You're going to see some people being upset. You're going to see you, you, you're going to see people saying, Evan, I did everything to join your team. And this is the thanks you give us after everything we've done. Man, I'm telling you, episode seven is going to be very tenacious. And I'm all for it. I'm all for the smoke. We want the smoke. We want the smoke. And I'm all for the smoke. I gotta be honest, I didn't even think of Sophie saying anything like that. You know, that that, that would be pretty fair of her to say. That's that's very clever by you. Um, yes, sir. You know, episode of the three of the big shots, an, another good one. You're, you're seeing Coach Corn's daughter. She's now going to be part, be a big part of the main cast. I truly believe that. Uh, you know, she, she gets into town, and they start by living off at a hotel. And he's, you know, normally when you have someone visit you, you spend the whole first day with them, right? But he ba- he basically just drops her off at the hotel. So, okay, I'm going to practice. I'll see you later, you know? So, so she's obviously not going to school yet, you know, the next day. Um, and then they have practice, and he calls the starters girls over, which is, which is basically the main cast of the girls. And uh, he's like, hey, you know, my daughter's starting school tomorrow. Can you eat with her, talk to her? And, of course, because that's their coach, they're not going to say no. But they're not so thrilled about it. You don't want to have forced friend- friendships like that. It's never good. Espe- especially when it's high school girls. It's, uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty tricky. Um, he ordered her, her uniform wrong. So she goes to school when it's a prep school and it's uniform and she's in regular clothes. So she just look looks off. She's she doesn't fit in with anybody. And this one girl's like, "Are you lost?" So like, what do you mean? Well, you're obviously looking for your uniform, and, and, and they're trying to make her feel like crap. Just oh, you 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 you're the odd duck out. And she gets in the class. And that horrible, awful teacher who caused mad trouble in episode two, she kind of comes at the corns. She's basically saying, teachers, cops, stuff like that, get paid like crap when millions and billions are spent for athletics. And she's in that class, and her father's clearly being trash-talked. But she does a psychological way. And she's like, you know what, Teach? I agree with you. You're absolutely right. 
and she thinks she has it. She's like, Miss Corn, I am pleasantly surprised. And she's like, yes, I, I got her to talk crap about her own father. Yes, I love it. This is what I need. But they're just like, you thought I was going to be cool with you talking bad about my dad? Are you, are you out of your mind? You mean, you mean people actually are willing to pay all that money to see my father? He's won 10 championships, three coach of the year. Oh, wait, get out of here. He's the only one to do that, really? You know, so would all these people want to pay to see your class, to see this class, to see you teach? You know, like, so there's supply and demand. Like, we demand sports, right? So for, for us demanding that sports... They supply us with the sports, but then we supply them with our money. So it goes, it goes hand in hand. Now, James, what would you rather see? Would you rather see the New York Yankees versus the Astros, or would you see uh, a, a high school English class? Man, I don't know. The high school English class looks very appealing. Man, but I think the logical answer is I'd rather see the New York Yankees versus the Houston Astros. Even even if it was the New York Yankees versus the Orioles, you'd still probably pick the Yankees and the Orioles over that English class, wouldn't you? Absolutely. It, it could it, it could be the Yankees versus 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 my versus my college's um baseball team. <laughs> my, college, my college baseball team is probably going to get slaughtered, but I'd rather watch a slaughter than what than, than watch the watch of a high school English teacher talk about literature that honestly no one cares about. <laughs> oh. And uh, you know. She, she, you know, because she gets in her place, she goes to the principal's office, and he's like, you know, I don't even at all disagree at all what she said about my dad, but I'm not, I'm not letting anybody trash off my dad, and the principal's look, I'm excited to have you here, but I don't want to see you in here a lot, and he's like, well, if things keep on happening like this, you're going to see me in here every day, and he's like, listen, your father has a permanent place in this office, Let's be good. And he's like, well, because, you know, I have fathers that don't know how to do stuff either. I have a couple of extra uniforms. And she also earlier said, uh, so why aren't you in uniform? He's like, oh, my dad didn't know how. I was like, well, you know how. Do yourself. It's like, that's, that, that, that's not an excuse, you know. Um, and then before, before we even get to the school, you know, she's taking a walk in the neighborhood, seeing everything, and she sees a house for sale. And that house for sale ends up going back to, to what I'll, I'll, I'll mention in a few minutes. But she sees a surfer boy walking up to her, and he's basically saying, Hey, look at this house. You know, this is where we can have all the kids and where we can move in, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she just keeps looking at him because, he, you know, he, he's a surfer, so he's obviously shirtless. And she forgot this out of the put off the volume of her phone and she takes a picture but because the volume's on she he hears it and she was trying to vaguely take a picture of his abs <laughs> she's like oh oh you took a picture of me. Like, oh, oh. 
I forgot to turn up the volume, sorry. <laughs> and that boy is also a very important part too, which we're also gonna get into. It's totally coincidental how it all connects the dots. Um, but now practice is over, and the captain and the team's like, hey, um, we're gonna go hang out. You know, do you wanna hang out with us? And she's like, oh, I got a thing with my dad. And she's like, okay, if you change your mind, text me. And she she's going to his office. And once again, this is going to be another, I think, very important bond in this show. Uh, Coach Korn is with the girl who's, who's the power forward, whose father died. And they're really close. And they're having a conversation. And... She sees them hugging. That got her upset. That got her in the feelings like, how can I not get my father's attention? What's going on? But she, oh, oh, man. And she says, you know what? I'm going to hang with you. And then they all get to the basketball courts. They're hanging out. They're talking. They're vibing. They're chilling. They're drinking some kind of juice, some kind of smoothie thing. And they take a picture, put it on social. He's like, you do know you can turn your volume off, right? Because she's getting tons of likes. She posts one picture. So so obviously she has a high social presence. And then later on, the boys come out. And the boy with the abs turns out to be the captain's brother. So how cool, how interesting is that? Because before that also, they were doing that girl talk. He was like, oh, you know, I, I would say this is the most this is the most fun part of the day. And he's like, oh, you met a boy? She's like, yeah. And it's like, uh, he's he's cool. He's like, oh, he's hot, isn't he? You know, you, you know she she wasn't trying to say that. But they, they kind of figured out. She's like, yeah. You know, abs, all that. He's like, wow, that's my brother. <laughs> And that was all funny, um, and then, and then she, she then misses her cur curfew by a half hour, and previously before that, Coach Cohen got a phone call, unfortunately, his father passed away, and, uh, he's all sad in the hotel room, she's like, dad, what's going on, what's wrong, oh, my dad died, he's like, we, we gotta book a flight, we gotta book a flight, and, and, and obviously, he wasn't very close with his own dad. And, and that's truly sad to hear. Like, you know, I I know not every family is close, but you never want that. You know what I'm saying? And she was like, oh. she was like, oh, we got to go. We got to go. He's like, no, we don't got to go. And then in the morning she wakes up. And he's like, oh, I booked us a flight. Um, And, and he, he, he obviously doesn't hide his credit cards very well. Because she gave him back his own credit card, you know, uh, and I wonder if that will play a part in the season two. Because he's obviously a millionaire. Um, and then they go to the funeral, and Coach Corn sees flowers from the team, so that was nice, you know. Obviously, Coach is a prep school, so so they can afford that. And his name was Mari Corn, so I'm sure. I wonder if. We'll seek some kind of flashbacks or find out why they wasn't so close. And 
show just ends because because obviously who wants to live in a hotel? You know what I'm saying? So the house that was up for sale now is not at sale anymore. They bought the house and he was like, you know, there's going to be no more imaginary people coming to do our laundry and make the beds every day, da da da. Because that was his sale for the hotel. Why? Why not hotel? Room service anytime we want. P- the people doing our laundry, making our beds. And now she have to do that. But she loves that because now it's more time with him. It's just their own house. And I, I, I thought that was a pretty cool way to end the show. And they're, they're also in the middle of the show. Um, they're in, they're in Division Three, but but they now want to go into Division Two. And he's just saying, listen, we're going to practice hard. And he's like, coach, we got to win, like, every game to be in Division 2. But another great episode of Big Shots. I, I'm i so glad Disney Plus brought in both these shows. What did you think of the Big Shots? Uh, I like this episode. And I think I was really more touched, honestly, with the bonding that, um, that, that John Stamos has with the daughter. And it kind of, um, it kind of touched me, man, especially when he didn't have the strained bond of, of with his dad. And it kind of got me, man. It's like, you never, ever, ever want to not have a bond with, with family, especially your parents. It's one of those things where, like, it's really unfortunate. And, you know, I felt that, you know, obviously I, I had always had a great bond with my dad. But, I don't, but, you know, it's just one of those things where it hits you, especially when it's that fast. So, it, it, it does kind of hit you. Nah, I hear so, you. I hear you. Yeah, but, but I'm really glad Disney Plus bought those shows. Um, now, I think these shows is great. I think I think Big Shots have a chance to have another season. I definitely think Mighty Ducks is going to have a season two. I don't think they're going to, like, have states just in one season. I think they're going to, like drag that you know at least maybe another season so i really like it i'm glad it ended the way that it did i'm glad that you know he got the house to end the show and you know what i think that that's a nice apropos way to end the episode yes sir